Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Comparing things is a great way to learn. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. The Bible uses comparisons to teach us how to see things from Elohim's perspective. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. And the Bible is all about Yeshua the Messiah. Mm-hmm. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Texas and Germany. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Red Pill Torah is an outreach of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. One of the many things we love about the word of Elohim is that he teaches us from his word. Psalm 94 verses 12 and 13 says, How happy is the man whom you correct, Yah, whom you teach from your Torah, giving him rest from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. What a blessing it is to be instructed by the Most High Elohim. Amen, Daddy. His word is a light to us and true wisdom. Amen. Our Elohim has many ways that he teaches us from his Torah. In case some of our listeners are new to Red Pill Torah, I think we should be sure they know what Torah means. Many Bibles translate the Hebrew word Torah as law. That's really unfortunate because the word Torah means something different. Simply put, the word Torah means instruction. If you want some additional perspective on Torah and how we use this word, check out Red Pill Torah, Episode 2, called What is Torah? I'm sure that people who believe in the Elohim of Israel have no problem with the instructions of Elohim, but for some reason, the idea of his laws creates more of a problem for some. Here at Red Pill Torah, we love our Heavenly Father's laws. Amen. In them, we find his instruction, his wisdom, the areas in which we need to be taught. One way our Elohim teaches us his word is by using comparisons. The Hebrew word urach means to arrange things in a way that they can be easily compared. We use the saying apples to apples. That means comparing items that are similar in nature. This is one of many ways we are taught through reading the Bible. Now in the Bible, we find the phrase, how much more? used to draw a comparison. Now when we see this phrase, a powerful statement is being made. That statement is, if the thing mentioned first is true, then the thing mentioned next, which is typically greater in some way, is also true. The first time we see how much more used in the Bible is in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 27. Deuteronomy, known as Devarim, in Hebrew, is often called a mini-Torah. It is the last book of Moshe, and it documents Moshe's passionate appeal to Israel to adhere to Jehovah's instructions. Moshe knows he is about to die, and getting Israel to the Promised Land represents his reason for being on earth. While he is passionate in his message, he is also prophetic and pessimistic about whether Israel will follow the Torah. In Deuteronomy 31:27, Moshe said, I know how rebellious and stiff-necked you are. Here, 
Even while I'm still alive with you today, you have rebelled against Jehovah. So how much more will you do so after my death? Mama, Israel's rebellion was a problem, even with Moshe there to constrain it. Now with Moshe gone, he felt that their rebellion would grow even worse. So Mama, that's a rough way to introduce the how much more teaching tool. It is. But Moshe was right in what he said. Israel's rebellious nature led to where we are today. The people of Israel are scattered around the world, with most not even knowing that they are descendant from the chosen people. In some of the Bible's uses of how much more, a comparison is being made between a bad thing and a worse thing. In other examples, we find a comparison of a good thing to an even better thing. In Luke chapter 12, Yeshua taught us using how much more two times. In both instances, he was referring to the goodness of the Father. Reading from Luke 12 and starting at verse 24, think about the ravens. They neither plant nor harvest. They have neither storerooms nor barns, yet Elohim feeds them. How much more are you better than the birds? Can any of you, by worrying, add an hour to his life? If you can't do a little thing like that, why worry about the rest? Think about the wild irises and how they grow. They neither work nor spin thread, yet, I tell you, not even Shlomo or Solomon, in all his glory, was clothed as beautifully as one of these. If this is how Elohim clothes grass, which is alive in the field today, and thrown in the oven tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you? What little trust you have. In other words, don't strive after what you will eat and what you will drink. Don't be anxious. For all the pagan nations in the world set their heart on these things. Your father knows that you need them too. Rather, seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Tim, these are beautiful promises. Mm -hmm. They illustrate how much more valuable we are to the Father than beautiful wildflowers or birds in the field. If He is good to lesser members of His creation, how much more good will He be to greater members of His creation? In our last Erev Shabbat meeting, we talked about Israel at the border of the Promised Land. At the direction of Elohim, Moshe sent 12 men to spy out the land. They all came back and agreed that the land was excellent more than suitable for their needs. Ten of the twelve added commentary about the giants and strong people in the land. The scriptures say that these ten men caused the hearts of Israel to melt. Two of the spies, Yehoshua or Joshua and Caleb or Caleb, were not able to restore the confidence of Israel. Now this is a huge deal because Israel was refusing to accept a key part of what Jehovah had promised our father Abraham. More on that in a future podcast. As we think about the previous two years in the lives of Israel, how many miracles had they seen? They witnessed the systematic and complete destruction of Egypt, including the death of Egypt's firstborn, the drowning of Egypt's mighty army. They personally heard and saw the voice of the Almighty giving his instructions in a covenant ceremony at Mount Sinai. They were eating food that literally appeared for them to gather. Jehovah gave them water from a rock, shade from the blazing sun, 
warmth and a guiding light at night, protection from enemies, and so many other miracles. The question is, if he did all of these wonders to get Israel from Egypt to the border of the promised land, how much more would he do to settle them in their new home? In our Rev Shabbat teaching, we discuss the importance of having faith that asks, how much more with great expectation for our Heavenly Father? Amen. So on the west side of town, we have a saying to describe tough times. We say there is one thing after another. The implication is that trouble keeps coming with no end or rest in sight. Now, in our Rev Shabbat discussion, the Ruach HaKodesh urged us to stop looking at the challenges and start looking at the victories our Elohim had given to us. Why can't one thing after another refer to one victory after another? Mm -hmm. If Israel had responded to their test with that kind of faith, based in what Jehovah had already done, the Torah might look very different today. May we learn the lesson from Israel's example and not make that same mistake. You know, Mama, we can learn a lot from Israel's mistakes, and we should keep Israel's mistakes in proper perspective. I know what you mean, Daddy. Too many believers have adopted the belief that Israel's failures resulted in them being abandoned by our Elohim. If you want more perspective on that topic, check out Red Pill Torah episode 189, Testament or Covenant. In that episode, we described how Jehovah treated the covenant with Israel, even as Israel broke faith with the Most High. The Apostle Shaul, or Paul, had some great insights about Israel's mistakes, and he used the How Much More teaching tool to describe them. Let's read from Romans 11, starting at verse 11, it says, Has Israel stumbled that they should fall? Elohim forbid, but rather, through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles, for to provoke Israel to jealousy. Now, if the falling of Israel be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of Israel the riches of the Gentile, how much more their fullness? Picking up at verse 15, If the casting away of Israel be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of Israel be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and embrace low expectations of the Almighty so you won't risk disappointment? Or would you take the red pill and embrace how much more as a challenge to grow in faith? Only you can answer that question. When how much more is used to describe what evil people do and the results they deserve, the results are not good at all. When how much more describes the wonderful works of Elohim, we can't even begin to imagine the goodness implied by how much more. Amen, Mama. And that's why we must continually pray for the shalom of Israel. Now, when I say Israel, I mean all of Israel, including the scattered ones who are unaware of their identity and connection to the covenant people. Our Elohim has not lost them, even if they are unaware of who they are. We are witnesses of that, Mama. We sure are, Daddy. As the nation of Israel is made whole, the whole world will be blessed. Our Elohim doesn't need DNA testing, birth certificates, or any other man-made screens to know who Israel is. 
One day soon, Israel will be restored in fullness, both the natural and grafted in. And together, we will rejoice in the Elohim of our Yeshua, our salvation. We rejoice now, but how much more will we rejoice then? Well, that's all the time we have for today. Listen again and share Red Pill Torah with a friend. Thanks for listening to Red Pill Torah where you can handle the truth.